I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. King, this poor bastard, one of the greatest politicians, him and Giuliani, maybe the two best ever in the history of New York. Like 40 years, a tremendous congressman out on Long Island and Homeland Security and kept Long Island safe, New York safe, and the country safe, and then got tons of money for all of our um, 9-11 people that have died along the way. By the way, one quick uh, shout-out here. Are uh, the guys at Rightway Demolition, Joe Tramatulo and John and Mike, uh, they're listening. They love the show. So good morning, Joe. So Peter does all these uh, great things, you know. And um, as if that's not enough, now that he left office, he's great on the radio and TV. I see him across the street. He's great. Great on the radio. People love when Pete King is on with me every Wednesday. So initially he was on 740. And then uh, Justin Ellick. Moved them to 8.40. Justin did. And uh, now lately, every time a guest comes on, that Justin deems a bigger name in the ultimate show of disrespect, he puts Peter King back to 7.40. And I think he's done it now three times in the last month. It could be three times in a row, actually. Well, might, it's definitely at least two weeks in a row. Well, but why do you do this? Uh, I feel really a, bad about it, and it's I, not. A, I, and this time around, it was actually an accident. You think right? that you know, Larry Kudlow's a better guess? No, I made a mistake, and I don't. No. And it's hard enough to get Larry to answer me. Right. So once Larry, Larry, I should no. say, even go with said, Harry. Yeah, I like Harry Kudlow better. <laughs> go with Harry. Yeah, but once he just said yes, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm taking it. You know. No. Even though I knew I'd made a mistake, I'm like, I gotta take it. No, no, I gotta deal with Pete. Yeah, but it's actually, it's actually a compliment because Pete is such a great guy yeah. that I know he's gonna be okay with it. I think he wants you to die to be He honest. might, he might. Yeah. Uh, here he is, the great congressman, Peter King. Hello, Pete. I, I, I have nothing to say to you guys, especially that uh, bastard, uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, damn. I mean, how long can he oh, get away with God, that bastard. mistake? It's a mistake. I mean, oh. he's, he's the worst. I mean, Justin Ellick, he, he's worse than Curtis Sliwa. Oh. Well, well, wait till you hear this. Oh, oh, I'm glad you brought up Curtis Sliwa because on Monday there was this beautiful Memorial Day parade in your neck of the woods in Little Neck, Douglaston. So Sliwa Pete shows up, and they won't let him in. 
So this is a true story. He goes, Peter King sent me. And they let him in. And they let him in. (laughs) Thank God Curtis is one of a kind. But what's this thing? He's got me involved in the fight with John Gotti Jr. in his corner or something. Uh, yes, yes. You're going to be, it's going to be, uh, you're going to be in there. You're, you're the cut man. I'm going to be there. Takapina, his attorney, and uh, there's a few Bo? others. Yeah. Are you okay with that? How about Bo? Bo, of course, Bo was in there, of course. Okay. You're, you're good with it? Yeah, listen, if, you know, if that keeps Curtis quiet and leaves him away from me, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe the uh, the grandson will finish the job that the father couldn't do. Oh, uh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, seriously, is Curtis paying rent yet? I mean, is John Cassimatini sent him a rent bill? I don't I mean, think so. Lives, lives there, lives there. My oh. God, he's just there. Uh, he's a very dedicated. down food and. Very, de- very dedicated, yes. He loves the job. <laughs> hey, he's been doing a good job, Pete, and in all seriousness, him and uh, his wife, Nancy, not feeling great these not days, sure. and we wish her the best of luck, but. You know, some of this stuff hasn't happened, and that pisses off people like Joe and Ariola, maybe, or people on Staten Island. But at least he's out there trying, because you know, you know, Pete, this migrant situation has become absolutely unbearable. No, it really has. By the way, yesterday I was at a, a golf tournament with Bruce Boykman. He came up to me, told me how he and Curtis are friends now, and how you know Bruce is, is definitely fighting hard to keep migrants out. And I think Curtis finally acknowledges that. But anyway, he ran By the way, Curtis, I, now, now that you mentioned Bruce Blakeman, i got to stop you because I love him. Because I have to tell you that I, even though I live in Queens and I work in the city, Danielle, as you know, works in Garden City, very, very close there in Nassau County. We are so excited about this potential casino at the uh, home of the Islanders, the Nassau Coliseum. And if it goes through, Bruce Blakeman did a lot of the heavy lifting, and that is going to be great for Nassau County, so congratulations to the aforementioned Bruce Blakeman. Yeah, Bruce is doing a great job, and uh, he shows he can get things done. I mean, he got that through the uh, county legislature on a 17-to-1 vote, and that's a, you know, that can be a volatile issue. Uh, partisanship is everywhere today. To get that much of a bipartisan vote shows that Bruce is on the job. He's getting things done. And he is keeping the migrants out. I mean, even as far, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually going to speak. You'll love this, Peter. Tomorrow night, a guy contacted me by the name of Bobby Hartman, and uh, Bobby runs a place called Mainstream House, which is a rehab out in uh, Riverhead, all the way out, I guess. And I'm going to speak there tomorrow night to uh, to folks and hopefully give these uh, young people struggling with addiction the hope and inspiration they can end up uh, like me, right? I'm a guy that struggled my whole life, and things are going well. So I'm going to be all the way out there in Riverhead, and that was the last place we heard on Long Island, Peter, they were thinking about sending these migrants, and that county executive, that lady, stepped up. Yeah, yeah, that was the town supervisor. And then after that, Steve Ballone, the county executive, weighed in. Also, Kevin McCaffrey, who's head of the Suffolk County Legislature, he's also pushing legislation. Listen, nobody's anti-immigrant or anything else. And you, you and I know that. But you can't be having this mass infusion of people coming in illegally, foisting them on, on communities, communities that are still recovering from COVID, where people are still out of work, people are still trying to get themselves going. And suddenly you have, like in the city, 40,000, 50,000 people. By the way, speaking of the city, let me put in a good word for your friend Eric Adams. Not that I have to. But I had texted him the other day about that horrible woman who spoke at the CUNY Law School yep. uh, uh, graduation. And yep. Eric Adams got back to me right away how terrible this is, how he's against it. And, you know, it's easy for you and I to uh, criticize uh, you know, speakers like that. But when you're in the Democratic Party today, I mean, 
Eric Adams is really among a pack of uh, vultures in there. And for him to speak out the way he does, he, he really deserves more credit than some. No, you don't, but, but don't forget. But, but don't forget, he's a victim of this too because he went to speak at one of these uh, commencements, and right. the students turned their backs on him. Yep. And right. when he mentioned the fact he was a cop for 22 years, they actually booed the mayor. Right. So he's he's a personal victim in this same thing. Yep. And that's what I've been saying all morning long. The, the the girl that delivered that speech, I hope she never works ever. Her name is Fatima Muhammad. But the right. person I want fired today, Pete, I need you with me on this, is the CUNY Law School dean. Her name is Suda Setty, S-E-T-T-Y. They need to fire that lady today. She applauded the whole speech. Uh, absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Imagine if you had anybody up there saying you're worried about white supremacy and one person in the audience was seen applauding. My God, there'd be a federal investigation. The FBI would be in. Uh, the Justice Department would be in. But here you have a dean of a law school. A dean of a law school applauding racism and bigotry. It's ab- absolutely shameful. Really, it shows how far down we've gone. It really has. We, we, I tell you, your good people have to start fighting back. They really do. Agreed. So uh, Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden getting, uh, I guess, very, very close to a deal here. Conservatives don't like it. They want to push Kevin McCarthy out. Democrats don't like it either. I'm not sure in this type of thing. And we'll talk to Cudlow coming up at 840. You could ever make really both sides happy. But as a guy that uh, was on a lot of committees for Republicans for many, many years, how do you think Kevin McCarthy did here? And because there's a contention from a guy like Ron DeSantis that says, we're nowhere further from bankruptcy than we were two weeks ago. What are your thoughts on McCarthy and this potential deal? No, I think Kevin actually did the best he could. Remember, the Democrats control the Senate. The Democrats uh, obviously control the presidency, and Kevin only has a four-vote margin in the House. With that, he got concessions. I mean, he really had very few cards to play other than shutting down the entire economy, which could be uh, terrible. I, I think, uh, again, I give Kevin credit. And when you say conservatives, again, conservatives like Stephen Moore, Newt Gingrich, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, we get down the line, are all supporting and saying, no, listen, there's a million things in that final package that we were opposed to. But if Kevin hadn't gotten involved, there'd be nothing in there we can support. I mean, he did a good job getting what he could, and he, he held the fight. And uh, the fact that so many Democrats are so angry, to me, is a good sign. And it's easy to be on the outside and just criticize. When you're in the war, when you're in the struggle, and all the odds are against you. Remember, up until 10 days ago, Joe Biden wouldn't even negotiate. And, uh, again, Kevin had very few cards to play, but he played them well. I, I give him credit. I mean, I haven't always supported Kevin on different issues. But the fact is, he is a hard worker. And I don't know how anyone could have gotten a better deal on that. And these guys say, well, you know, we should have gotten this, we shouldn't have gotten that. How do you get that done? He used yep. whatever leverage he had. Yep. He parlayed that as best he could. So I, I give him credit, which is why uh, solid, I think a solid majority of Republicans will support it. And people have been there. You know, Newt Gingrich was the speaker. He knows how tough it is to negotiate. And he was negotiating uh, with Bill Clinton when Newt Gingrich had like a 30-vote margin. Kevin has a four-vote margin, and one of those is George Santos. So, I mean, he really is uh, – yeah. he, he had the odds stacked against him. I think he's did a good job. We should claim victory when we can and then go on and fight another day. Don't be shooting ourselves and killing ourselves in a circular firing squad. Well, you're right. And, of course, it's the usual suspects. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Chip Roy, the same right. folks – I bitch and complain about everything all the time. So uh, on the way out here, again, this is uh, Pete King. The Republicans making their way to Iowa. Ron DeSantis there yesterday making his official presidential announcement. Uh, my guy, Donald Trump, he'll be there today. In fact, his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, will join me 
in about nine minutes. So big week, Republicans in Iowa. What are you taking away from this? I think it's going to be up to DeSantis to show that he can play in the big leagues. I mean, up till now, uh, he hasn't been able to excite people. I mean, Donald Trump, whether people agree with him or disagree with him, he excites the whole room. When Ron DeSantis came in, so far he's been very, like, methodical. I saw him when he spoke in Nassau County. He was good enough, but nobody in the room got excited. I mean, he was there. He was, he was promoting his book, but all he spoke about was Florida. He's got he's to be able to, uh, uh, to tap into nerves. He's got to be able to electrify a crowd and show more of a personality. If he can do that, I do think he has a good shot because I think, and I know I'm sure Larry Trump will disagree, but I think all of these things piling up against Donald Trump can hurt him going toward the nomination. I know it fills up his base, but it also starts to wear people out. And if DeSantis is really a good alternative, then there's, there's a transfer on DeSantis. But up till now, he really hasn't shown that kind of. Well, what do you need to see? I mean, I mean, look, he's talked about what he did well in Florida. You know, in, in a country that's got uh, trillions and trillions in deficit, he ran a multi-billion-dollar surplus. Right. He talked about how he kept everything open, did a great job with COVID. You know, he did all these things down in Florida. But what do you what do you need to see more? I hear this what you're saying all the time. It, it, does it really come down to? Is it as simple as I want to see Ron DeSantis punch Donald Trump across the face verbally? I think he has to show he's a fighter. I mean, he has to be able to score. Points against Donald Trump without, like, uh, you know, banging him over the head with a baseball bat. He's got to show that he can score points, that he can get in the ring with him. But, I mean, also he has to start to identify with people. I'll give you one quick example. Lake Vincent Nassau County, to speak at the Cradle of Aviation Museum, Bruce Blakeman and Joe Cairo, they had a capacity crowd, incredible turnout. They had everything there. When he got up on the stage, and he had met them beforehand, and they were talking, he never mentioned either one of their names. Now, they're not oh. looking for the ego. Oh, you're going to speak to me. Oh, hey, yeah. I know Sid Rosenberg. I right. know... Paul right. King and Rocco, right? Right. people identify with that. Right. He said he got up and he started giving facts and figures about the you know, most domestic product in Florida. Right. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. he seems to be unable to, you know, uh, to go off script. I thought with Donald Trump, he spends the first 20 minutes before he even gets to the speech talking about everybody in the audience, praising some, insulting others, you know, telling jokes, the whole. It's was, true. Uh, Ron DeSantis has to get more of that, I think. You're right. He'd be going, oh, there's number one Sid. He's fantastic. I did his radio no, show no, two weeks ago. <laughs> now, you'll hear what he says behind your back. He says that <laughs> Sid and Justin Ellick are the two people he can't trust. <laughs> That's probably way, true. I want, I want Justin Ellick to do that to Donald Trump the next time he's on. All right, him an hour earlier or Fine. an hour late. All right, I will make sure because I love you so I'm much. I'm not doing that. Yes, the next time Trump wants a time, no matter what day of the week it is, you push him an hour forward and invite Peter King. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do that to the yeah. president of the United States? I would do it to Biden in two. I would do it to Biden in two seconds. But not Trump. Biden wouldn't remember. Yeah. Hey Pete, we uh, we love you. Another great, 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 great appearance. Thank, Thank you, you for helping us. How's your daughter doing, Seth? Thank you for asking. She's home. She's um she's doing better, but uh, far from out of the woods. So she. Uh, wow. But we're uh, we're going to take care of her. She'll be okay. Everything she's experiencing right now is going away. There's nothing that's going to plague her the rest of her life. But at least right now, it's not a lot of fun. So. Should be all right. Well, good luck on that. Uh, I love you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. Okay, Sid. Thank Take you. Care. There he uh, is. The great congressman does a tremendous job on this program. Whether it's eight forty or seven forty every Wednesday morning, my friend Peter King.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 